you come over here and listen to the Triforce podcast with me, Period Flags, Sips. Hi. Lewis. Hi. Let's get down to business, gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you delay so much on your high tips? Yeah. I was like, I thought I maybe did, cut uh, out. We were talking about this before it started, and um, we were saying, I was saying that I, I'm the type of person who can't listen to audiobooks and stuff because I, <laughs> I zone out. And actually, oh I zoned God. out while you were while you were talking. I'm amazed like, you didn't black out. Well, I didn't know. Not this time. Not this time. So yeah. <laughs> Well, a bunch of people posted stuff about that after the last after last week's one. Apparently, you do blackout. Like it's like an oxygen thing. Apparently, that sounds if like bullshit. No, well, like fully out of a plane. Yeah, yeah. If you fall if you fall out of a plane, you like blackout. If you fall off a building, you like blackout and stuff. Yeah. Is it a thing because you will what you can't? Is it is it to do with like the the pressure on your body that you can't? It's difficult to breathe. I or? think so. Something like that, maybe. I, I mean, know. obviously at high altitude, I suppose there's not a lot of oxygen, so maybe. you might be like, <gasps> and then black out. Hyperventilation. You, you hyperventilate. That, yeah. I'm amazed yeah. there wasn't a comment saying actually the most efficient way to survive a bear attack is to black out. Like there'd be a ton of people yeah. with evidence. Right. And there was links. a there was a big post with like um a bunch of equations and stuff. But yes. I didn't read it because I saw <laughs> math and instantly I felt sick. So. That was about the speed of a person falling. Right. When I said you gained 10, 10 miles an hour for every 10 meters you fell, but it's wrong. It's, As it's... somebody who regularly auto-asphyxiates myself, <laughs> I know exactly how to knock somebody out and give myself a blackout. And uh, you're not you're not doing the same thing as I do. Furthermore, I'm a southern gentleman in a traditional lemon <laughs> drinking style. The, the, the real dream here for me is for somebody to black out but still be able to suck my dick at the same time. <laughs> that's that's the aim. That's what I've been spending all my time trying to research recently to see if it's possible. I have an Indiegogo page if anyone would like to. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, so what you guys be doing this week? Anything fun on your radars, or has it just been a quiet one? Have you guys been catching up? I've been enjoying the fruits of Twitch Prime, which has brought a ton of new viewers and, oddly enough, new subs uh, to my channel. um, We got a mail about that, though. There's a mail from Twitch about that, saying that Twitch Prime subs, the way that they're reporting them on Twitch as revenue... Some people are signing up in countries because they want to get these promotions and stuff. So they're right. signing up in countries that don't offer it. They're saying like, oh, I live in Lithuania, but my postcode is something in London or whatever. Then those people are, are being reported as revenue where oh. when it comes to it and they actually do like the revenue and payouts and stuff for Twitch, um, those people won't count, apparently. Well, honestly... You won't get, you won't get paid for them. So that well, so it's it it probably seems a lot better than maybe well, it actually is. I just is. want the number for the for the extra emotes. Oh, of course, yeah. If you well, get in to that case, it counts. I, yeah, I made yeah. it to 500 last night, I get the extra emotes. That is what I really care about. Because honestly, That's pretty sweet, man. you know, I've had these emotes a long time. It's time for some fresh blood in the emote yeah, yeah. market. No, and it's nice to just get like a bit of a... I think what they're doing is 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 great actually it feels fresh it just feels like it's opened things up a little bit more you know people that are streaming for hours and hours and doing it for a living and stuff it it it'll give them you know more more money and they can make more of a living off of it and it's like the the auto hosting thing is genius it feels a lot that's that's great yeah it feels a lot more exciting than say youtube red which is just like what i don't even know what it is you know what i mean like yeah Twitch isn't as big as YouTube, and they they managed to do something that makes more sense and is more exciting than you know anything that YouTube has done in the past four or five years. Mm, But they're just too big. It's like it's the same with all big companies. They become they become sluggish and immobile. They sort of stop innovating because they're already making so much, and they don't want to rock the boat. Like, how many gigantic companies? Do you see come along with a really fresh, interesting... I mean, look at fucking Microsoft, right? Oh, no. If if I look at Skype and I look at the windows that I've got now, it's not... Like, Skype has barely changed in years, and they own that. Windows has barely changed in years, and uh, apart from annoying new features, and they own that. It's like, how come Discord comes along, which is a fantastic program, with a lot of innovative stuff in it, for that 
kind of software. Yeah. It's small small company. They're nimble. They're like it's like they're like a, a you know a, a little fox rather than a giant elephant beluga whale yeah i think that's an illusion yeah. though i think discord has like literally 50 million dollars of funding that's nothing lulu yeah okay that's not, well compared to the gigantic monster of uh, microsoft but it's it's not like it's it's a little friendly startup made by you know little little pals well no it, it might have been at some point but it's certainly very well supported, very well funded. And I assume, I assume it will eventually sell to someone like Microsoft because, you know, most of the world is owned by big chunks, big, big corporate chunks. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think like I think Twitch Prime is something which is cool. Yeah, sure. And I, I think it's an interesting idea. And I, I yeah. like the idea of uh, Hearthstone. They've got that Hearthstone um, hero. You get tyranned with Twitch Prime. Which it's means not, a lot of people it, will sign up just for that. That's only the that's just the first thing though. It by the sound of it, it's gonna be a regular thing. You know, like there's gonna They're be gonna give, like, regular, regular incentives, presents. little little goodies from games. And I think Twitch Twitch are quite smart because they I think Twitch know their audience. They know that people are there to watch games. They they understand the average mentality of a gamer and, and people like to collect things in games. Like that's become very popular and stuff. I think the whole thing is just pretty clever. I think I you know, I think what they've done is 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 pretty good. And it's it's given a big boost to like a lot of people that stream and stuff. So, and that's been good. So Yeah, yeah it's, it's basically just Twitch, uh Amazon throwing money yeah. at Twitch. And that's that's really what it is. It's like, hey, you guys, we're going to throw a shitload of money at you. A bunch of people already do Prime, but you know we're going to get new new signups for this. You guys yeah. are going to see a chunk of this. We're, we're going to we're going to just pay streamers. That's that's kind of what it's what it yeah. is, and that's that's great. Yeah, that's fucking fantastic. It'll grow. For, it'll for grow us. Twitch even more because Twitch is is already pretty big. There's a lot of people that stream, but it's not it's not YouTube big, right? Like it's not like it still feels like it. It's not humongous, and it, and and it, there's still possibilities. Whereas like YouTube nowadays, it's I think if you were just starting creating content for YouTube now, it would feel like you were just climbing a fucking gigantic mountain, like it would take forever sort of thing. You know? I'm a little bit surprised about it in a way. I mean, I'm surprised there aren't, you know, 100,000 viewed streamers on a regular basis or even million viewed streamers on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah, top it, streamers it feels like, seem it feels to... like you do sometimes see that with... You do see, see that with tournaments and stuff. So when you see yeah. a League of Legends tournament or a, whatever they... Or Dota tournament, yeah. they do have half a million people live watching Fuck it. CSGO tournament last year, I remember, had like a million There's no viewers. breakthrough PewDiePie of, of right, Twitch but or think, whatever. Think yeah. about this. When it comes to Twitch, what is one of the main reasons that people watch live sport? Gambling. It's gambling. Yeah. So yeah, I guess so, yeah. If you watch some guy's stream, there's not gambling. If you watch TI whatever, if you watch CSGO whatever, there's going to be gambling. Gambling gets yeah, views. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Do you think that's the reason that people watch football? Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize this until now. I mean, now, look, but... take a team. Take, like, fucking, take, uh, th- I mean, Liverpool, Man U, you know, they've, they've got big fan bases, and there are definitely people that will watch those games no matter what. But to the casual viewer who doesn't really care, all right, if they're in the pub and it's on, they'll watch it. But if they're watching it at home, it's almost certainly because they've got money on it, on an accumulator on online betting, maybe they're on Betfair. Yeah. People fucking love that shit. That's why those sites, those companies advertise around every football match you ever see on television is stacked with Ray Winston going, hold up, the live odds are coming on the screen now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blackburn versus Everton. I think Who's um, going to score first? What up? Bing, I bang, think- bosh. Stick a fiver <laughs> on it. What up? I'm Ray Winston, and I've lost my money. <laughs> gambling. Kill me. Get off me. <laughs> I, it, it, Twitch is a weird one. Like I, like, I know what you mean about there's no real, like, breakout PewDiePie of Twitch, but there are big Twitch streamers. Like, there, there's this big one guy. Yeah. established people. Like, there's a couple of guys that just do variety stuff. They're huge. And then there's a couple of guys that will just stick to like a game that they're really well known for, and they're huge. You know, like these these guys once once they s- start streaming, they gobble up viewers. Like yeah. they'll just dominate the the game that they're they're playing, and people you know will just gravitate towards like this highly viewed stream, or or they like the personality or whatever. But it 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 doesn't feel as uh, as big as PewDiePie, like because you know PewDiePie's numbers and everything on YouTube are 
ginormous. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? think the like, other thing that Twitch has definitely maintained is this layer of amateurism, right? This layer of kind of everyone, even the biggest guys are still have no support. Although they appear to have no support structure behind them. It's They're live, not in an it? office. Yeah. Doing yeah it. That's, that's the other thing. It's live. So you can't, you can't, the production value is going to be totally different because you can't cut things out. You know, it's a lot of, it's going to be long winded and stuff. But I, I think, I think people mostly use Twitch to sort of keep them, company in some ways you know it's something you have on in the background like you know much like you would hmm. have the tv on in the background if you're not necessarily yeah. paying attention sort i think of twitch thing. streamers have to work a lot harder they have to produce a lot more content they have to stream for a lot more longer hours partly because i don't think people really like to watch vods they don't like to watch things that no, have already they want to be there twitch. live they want to see they, the reaction yeah. of people in chat and, stuff. and as a result i think a lot of these twitch streamers do have to work very very long hours and as a result they end up um not not being really having the ability to go and do it out of an office or out of a studio or anything like that. Yeah. They, they, it's easier for them to just do it in their bedroom or spare room or whatever. And so it is interesting. It's when you weird, look at, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. When you look at a lot of other people, I think from different. the outside looking in, it's weird too. I think most, I think a lot of people assume, you know, at first glance that people on YouTube and, and Twitch uh, just sit around and play games all day and, and they, you know, it's, it, it's a cool job and, They've got it easy and stuff, but surprisingly, actually streaming for hours and hours and hours is pretty draining. Like, uh, it's, I don't think it's hard. Uh, and I certainly wouldn't complain about having to do it or whatever. But I like, you get like streaming for like eight hours you, a day. I think is most of the people take it at a certain pace, right? You, yeah. you, you st- streaming is expected, I think, to be lower pace and lower, yeah. Um, lower intensity yeah but also it's punctuated by these moments that are almost like it's watching like watching live tv anything could happen you know yeah, that's yeah. the exciting yeah. thing about it and because everything is brand new and everything is being seen for the first time yeah and you can sit there with an audience and watch it for the first time it's it's a little bit like um the opposite of youtube really in a sense because youtube is more like watching a tv like watching whereas... a live sex show a live sex show in amsterdam oh i think that's God. what twitch is like yeah those are awkward well happen. they're funny if you're really drunk but if you weren't drunk at one of those holy crap they'd god be damn just literally sitting there super close while two people have sex like what what do you clap do you cheer? yeah well yeah what you just like yeah woo 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 <laughs> like it's, you know the way in football I don't know they'll you, say yeah. like ole when they're passing the ball around do you, is there any moment where you ole do you clap yeah. in time with anything? Let's do a Mexican like wave, everybody. Yeah, Mexican you gotta like, coordinate it. Yeah, he's doing it. He's jamming he's her hard. Yeah, wave. Go, 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 go. Yes, come on. Oh, I mean, man. Well, yeah, there's nothing nothing like sitting in a room full of uh, yeah, men. Yeah, getting boners together. Getting a kind yeah. of boners in their the pants it's yeah, awkward I mean, that, it's it awkward is. unless you're into like that it, really. i mean if, you gotta if be you, were, you, you have to be pretty drunk or i don't know if you were gay sitting in a room with a bunch of guys with boners would be fantastic yeah that i mean would be, I'd, I'd love that i don't know if you would love that if you were gay i, don't I know, know i mean I, i'm not gay and but if it, i was sitting no, in a room with a lot of <laughs> naked women and a lot of them weren't very all, attractive i'd just be like yeah. well you know what i don't have a boner guys like i'm trying trying my best here but Give me five you know. minutes. You guys, you guys need to up your game if you want me to get a boner. I'm, that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is mm. uh, I sometimes think like the, the stuff that we go, ooh, that's awkward. is actually just because, said, like, for instance, I don't particularly enjoy standing next to other men at the urinal, right? But some no. people are probably into it. I find it actually hard to peak. urinate when that happens. It's awful. If somebody gets really like all up in my And they're talking zone. to you. There was a guy I used to work with and the, the fucking toilets at this office, the, they put the urinals like an inch apart. So you're literally touching shoulders while you're there yeah. having a pee. And he was a he was a stare you in the face and talk to you while you're peeing. Jeez. Kind of was guy. it really was it really kind of constantly staring you in the face very yeah. consciously? Oh, yeah. Do you not, maintain not, eye contact it's one of those the whole time where you're not gonna let your eyes drift yeah. at all? Any no, no, drifting eyes? No. Like the, it's not like he would sort of I'd you know, when I started talking, I'd notice his head sort of dripping down and having a peek. It was literally to him, it's just like chatting away like oh hey what's up Ted hey yeah Ooh, how's that new work going like that and I'm just like Jesus but do you reckon in his actual head it's like don't look at his dick don't look at his dick don't look at his dick <laughs> I don't know do you reckon that's what's going on in his head I don't know but there? you know what I know for a fact that that guy had a massive dick okay right? it was like right. it, it was like one of those things that gets out in the office I assume I don't know if he that's, one of the, one that's of the girls not appropriate out. I don't but know he, why he's he getting it out in the dick. office but it's like know. jumbo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's one of those things that gets around in the office his dick I mean <laughs> oh my god I tripped over 
Steve's dick again. They, uh, I need to, uh, I need to file a health and safety claim. I, uh, twisted my ankle. I tripped over Steve's dick again. Uh, Sorry. He, he had it out. He had it out. I thought it was a wire from the computer. Nah, it was his dick. It was his out. dick. But I, yeah. I think, I think him having a big dick, I think him having a big dick, but, but him do him, him doing that, him looking at you was a way of saying, I'm so comfortable getting my dick out yeah. to have a pee next to you because look at the size of this fucking thing. I mean, I should be proud of it. It's like showing yeah. off a brand new car every time I unzip my pants. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the whole dick measurement thing is a weird one, right? Because like, I guess, I guess as a as a guy personally, okay, just just thinking about this like personally, I don't see other guys' dicks pretty much ever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't peek at them when I'm you know pissing in the urinal or whatever. And like I'm, I'm comfortable with the size of my dick. Like I'm I never happy. really think. Yeah. Like I wonder if this guy's dick is bigger than mine. Like I don't really care. But yeah. it's a thing, isn't it? People are like really concerned with the size of their dick yeah. and uh, and and having that matter or whatever. Like it is, uh, it is apparently a big deal. I think people yeah. who people who <laughs> but, have but but, but but how is it a big deal? Flash. Because like how what are these guys like saying like oh my dick is not uh, it's not big enough. I looked at a hundred dicks today and they were all <laughs> bigger than mine. Like how like where does this come from? I, I don't know how. For, first of all, if you have a great big old dick, I think uh, that would be great. I'd, I mean, I'd like like a foot long. I dick. feel like mine is like huge though. Really? Like I'm 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 really happy with my dick. Like yeah, is it is it like a giant dick? It's a huge dick. Yeah. Wow. Just Congratulations, dude. Good for you. Some sometimes I find it obstructive. It's so big. Like I'm like, fuck, I can't harness this thing. Do it's... you measure it in, in uh miles or are you in metric in the, in kilometers? Well, I, yeah, you know, kilometers I think is bigger okay. numbers. That's so I guess the question I yeah. guess I guess have you ever had any complaints? That's the thing. Put that giant dick away. That's a frequent <laughs> complaint. Excuse me, sir. Can you please put your giant dick away? This is <laughs> oh, Excuse me, sir. We're gonna ask ask to ask one of you to leave. Because you're taking up too much space. <laughs> it's a it's such a weird thing, isn't it? The whole dick measuring thing. Like I, I don't know like where it comes from. I guess I guess a lot of people out there maybe have small dicks and they feel like Fuck, my dick is really small and I know it. I don't even need to compare it. Like it's a micro dick and maybe they just feel like insecure about it and they, I, they feel I, uh, the need to a friend constantly of mine, reassure themselves. A friend of mine w- went out with a guy very briefly right. who had a, a micro penis. Um, yeah. And he he was a very nice guy. Like he wouldn't have guessed it. He wasn't like a midget or, or anything. He was like a it was me. an average size <laughs> person. <laughs> he looked like a, a small Lebanese <laughs> child. <laughs> Timing was pretty. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, it was me. I can't. It was hide. a small Lebanese child. Eight-year-old Lebanese child with a micro penis. So okay, so hang on. So your friend goes out with the guy at the micro penis. Yeah, she's right? going out with him, and yeah. uh, they're going out a couple of times, and then uh, they go back uh, to to her place, and he and he right. whips he whips it out. I say whips it out. He reveals what he's right. work what he's working with. Okay. Okay. It's like a guy asked to do some DIY. And he brings a toolbox and he opens it up and there's one of those screwdrivers you get in a Christmas cracker. That's the <laughs> toolbox he's working with, okay? Oh, good lord. So when you crack open that toolbox and that's the screwdriver you see, you're just going to have to send him home. So she just said, I'm sorry, this isn't going to happen. And he just but, had to wow. leave. Yeah, she was like, no. She just laughed. She's so like, I, I was watching, um, you know, oh, like em- embarrassing bodies or whatever, you know, like on on Channel 4, they always have... I don't know why these people go on this show. Yeah. They're like, I've got a tumor the size of a basketball coming out of my, my balls. And well, make some money out of it while well, you can, you know? Yeah, yeah. They get on a webcam and they're showing it off and stuff. <laughs> Seems crazy to me. But anyway, there was a guy on there with a micro penis. It right. was like really, like shockingly small. Like what, like what this guy's penis fully erect was like a quarter of an inch. But him and his, him and his girlfriend or partner, or I don't know, I don't think they were married, but um, they were like, well, we, we try to have sex, but it, you know, it just doesn't really work. And like, it, I, you know what I mean? Like it, it's so small, like it can't work. Like yeah, you can't yeah. even... He needs of, to find a, a woman with a micro vagina. You wouldn't be vagina. able to use that to... Not, I'm not even going to say pleasure woman. Like, it would just not even... It, yeah, it wouldn't even penetrate the woman's vagina. It's so small. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's... Oh, my God. 
God. It's true, though. Like, it's crazy. I guess it's a real problem. Like, this guy... Yeah, will it's just a real never fucking te- problem. The dude he will can't never his- technically have sex because his dick is not big enough to do it. I'm thinking, I'm thinking she needs an adapter of some kind. <laughs> like, yeah. you, like you'd have for a, for a foreign plug socket. You need yeah. something that plugs into the vagina and protrudes a bit. Because part of the problem is... That when you need to get two groins in that close proximity, yeah, there's, I see there's what you're legs. saying. There, well, there's buttocks in the way. Yeah. I see what you're saying, right? So you're saying like it's almost like plugging the headphone jack yes. into a guitar. Yeah, exactly. The, guitar the jack would need jack. to protrude right. a little bit. So, so that she needs an adapter. There's no other. Yeah, that's like a dildo that on the other end has it sticks out a bit and it's got like a hole. <laughs> Like, oh a like a flashlight, like a flashlight, big enough for and a micro penis. Yeah, holy P-flex. shit! You could revolutionize this niche for the people Indiegogo who page have a mic- is already set up. You just guys. solved the micro penis problem. Patented by Flaxcorp. <laughs> it's like the reverse dildo. Yeah, but but it's like it's it's electric. You know, it's motorized. So when he's going at the flashlight with his micro penis, which is yeah. you know the the flashlight bit, especially adapted, you have to have like those wires with the pads hooked up to her to send but like the dildo is going crazy. Down can there. we the possibly move and stuff back to problems. her? Ever. Real vagina, her yeah. actual vagina. So she's like, well. "Oh, this is the best sex ever," and he's like, "You're right, it actually is." And my, yeah, my yeah. micro penis, no more. That's what it's I'm gonna like call the, it. Like, it's like the no he's more like micro. The little, the little the no tugboat. I think I can. I think I can. I think. <laughs> it's the penis vagina adapter from FlaxCorp, new in 2016. <laughs> Only available at JML and trusted retailers. <laughs> and Sports Direct. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. They put adverts on during the football. Yeah. Get oh your sports penis out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Ray Winstone. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, but it is a legit thing. You know, yeah. this guy was fully aware that his penis was was really, really small. And that How it was could a you not be? He's fully aware. Of course, and he's I fully aware. I think at that point you're fully aware. But I'm talking about guys with like maybe just slightly below average penis sizes or whatever. Maybe yeah. having like this. You know, I've always thought that I had a small dick, but maybe it's bigger than I think it is. Maybe if I just looked at other dicks, just to get <laughs> you know a rough idea. And then oh, that I, <laughs> like is that where all this comes from? Is that where all well, this like, like I, I think I think penis you can understand that the average. Porno is probably over endowed, right? The average male dick on on the screen. They look small yeah. so, to me, and so, and so therefore everyone, like you know, apart from you guys, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, I think yeah. we do have. I don't know. It's this thing, isn't it? I think they, the, something do, like, they have to stand like like huddled in a corner at the other end of the room just to get it all in shot for me. Like, I don't think. Do you know what? It's, this has been a topic forever, and it's like you know, do, 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 do women actually care? Uh, most of the time, like, uh, uh, and, and I think ninety nine percent of men Flax's fall within the average. So, I mean, well, I mean, I, I like... think there there are limits. Obviously, I mean, yeah. there you know there there are limits. I mean, if unless you're working with the the classic nubbin that we've been discussing, in which case, please write in to FlaxCorp. Uh, to pre-order. Please don't. Please well, never. Pre-order. <laughs> don't even do well, it. We don't, We've we got don't enough actually, on our plates, okay? We We've got a Hearts of Iron <laughs> series to edit up. We've got enough to do, okay? Uh, man, oh, my man. God. So, well, this week I've been watching various movies and TV. Okay. Kind of catching up. I had, yeah. a, I had a, like a long weekend and I was just sitting around watching stuff. And, and I downloaded a load of... Um, Porno. Sort of first episodes of a lot of series... Were they um, animes? No, 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 no. Like actual American TV. Now, American TV. You're an adult I now. I don't know whether I'm either getting old or cynical or miserable or whatever, but I, I, there were only, there were only, there were, I didn't like it, almost any of it. I watched um, the Independence Day film. And I the, watched like Ghostbusters. The remake. How the remake. How bad is and it? And I watched Ghostbusters, the, the girl one. How yeah. bad is and it? And they are both unbelievably awful yeah. now maybe the original independence day was also bad it was awful okay I, so I, that's, when that's i watched then. it when i was like 11 i liked it right. see this is the thing i i think if i was 11 i think i would have really enjoyed both the new ghostbusters movie yeah, and the independence that's the thing movie, it's, it's all in it's all re- I, it's relational weirdly right? though i feel like i actually enjoyed things like like the anim- animated films the one with uh baymax 
Big Hero Six. Big Hero Six. I really enjoyed Big yeah, Hero Six. That was a good. lot more than I've enjoyed some of these AAA Hollywood movies lately. And and also TV wise as well. I mean, I watched a couple of things. Like I watched the first episode of of Dark Matter and and a few a few other series. And I just I watched the first episode of Timeless. And I just thought, like, man, if if I was 12 or 15 again and watching Stargate Atlantis or stuff like that, you know, I, I would have been, I enjoyed it at the time. But nowadays, man. I don't think it's something that's ruined you. I think there's a, a there's a, there's definitely some, some movies that come out that do better than others. The problem is, is that you're not 11 anymore, mm. right? So you're not just going to like everything. Uh, when you're 11, you don't care what you're watching. You Like, it could be anything, and you'll probably like it enough. And some things, obviously, you'll like more. But now that you're, like, a fully grown adult, and you're not, like, an 11-year-old Lebanese boy anymore, you're, you, you're fully grown, you've got hair in places you never thought there would be, and... <laughs> The problem is, is that a lot of movies that come out now, you know, like some of those animated movies are probably the best because they seem to get the the, the perfect sort of mix of um, kids humor, but adult humor as well. You know, there's lots right. of stuff in there that works really well. You know, it's a fun little movie. Like I took my son to see The Iron Giant. You remember that movie? It's like a, yeah. it's like a Warner Brothers movie from fucking yeah. 93 or something. And it was amazing. It's like it, it's if you look at the reviews, it's for really it, emotional. You, if you look on like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, it's got like ninety nine percent or something. It's like you know, it's like it's one of these movies that doesn't feel like it's a classic because it's not like this big name or whatever. But fuck, it, it's like a classic. It, it's an amazing movie. And if you're an adult, you can really appreciate it. If you're a kid, you can really appreciate it and like it and stuff. And especially if you're an adult seeing it with your kid for the first time, it's a really great experience. And it's one. It's like a perfect example of a movie that's done right for completely different demographics. You know what I mean? Like it, it has enough in it for kids to love it. It has enough in it for adults to like it. And then uh, coming together. And if you're watching it with your kids, especially it's, it's like perfect, but a lot of movies don't get that. And a lot of movies don't do that well. And that's like, you know, Ghostbusters, the new one feels like a movie that could have potentially done that well, but they were just so busy trying to fucking relive the glory days and cash in on the nostalgia and stuff like that, that maybe they didn't or whatever. Because 100%. from everybody yeah. I've heard, it sounds like it's terrible and not worth well, watching. Everyone these days is, I mean, like even like this year, like Kubo and the Two Strings, The Jungle Book, Zootopia. These are like great, great movies, actually. And they're kids movies. But I think they're, I've enjoyed them like way more than a lot of like movies that were supposed to be for adults. Then again, I did watch, um, I did watch Westworld, the first episode oh, of that like? HBO. Oh yeah, I saw. I, I I don't know anything about it except I saw Ed Harris dressed up as a cowboy and HBO next to him, and I thought that's probably going to be pretty good. Is it good? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say anything particularly bad. Lots of tits, lots of uh, shooting people. Fuck and, yeah, okay. dude! Fuck, I'm already yeah. there. I I mean, like, yeah, that great, great. Just what I want. I love a bit of. Um, ooh, I'm talking. Does anyone tits. get shot? In the tits. I don't like that so much. That that triggers me a bit, actually. I want to see tits, and I want to see them resting on the gun arm of someone shooting someone. While the while the guy is drinking whiskey with the other hand. There are plenty of uh, titties. Can we nice. rename it Tit World? I'm just thinking West Tits. West Tit. So there's only been one episode out so far. It's good. It's really good. You'll really like it. And the South Park, I've been loving that. And I also watch um, Last Week Tonight with John yeah, Oliver, that's which a is great actually show. fucking an incredibly good show. I think the depressing um, thing about that show for me is that a lot of the stuff they say seems to be eminently sensible and logical. And then you just know that they're shouting into the void and nobody's listening. It doesn't matter. It's, it's sort of taken over from Jon Stewart a little bit, I think. Yeah, in that kind it's of, more, that I think vein. it's more specific. Like they've obviously said... That the stuff John Stewart did was great, but they they're going into far more detail, and it's just him yeah. breaking it down and doing interviews. And you know, there's less of the. I mean, it almost felt like John, the John Stewart show was almost a vehicle for a lot of other comedians and performers to come through. Whereas this is just John John Oliver, John Oliver. grabbing a topic and doing an essay on it. That's essentially what it yeah, is, and it I, is, I like that a lot. Yeah. But I do no, nobody's fucking listening. Like this, his show isn't going to change anything. That's the tragic part of it, I think. Yeah, but I love I, it. I do too. So yeah, we're huge fan. So yeah, check those out if you if you want. Um, I've also yeah been trying to finish off Deus Ex, which has, has been quite slow. I played it in a really odd way. I sort of realised I was right at the end of it, and I hadn't actually 
tried out any of the skills at all because I, I, I assumed I'd get more points than I actually ended up getting in the game. And so mm. when I started the game, I was like, oh, OK, I better get being able to see where the enemies are. I better get a bit of hacking. I better get this thing and this thing. And then I realized that I'd kind of not put any points in any of the fun new abilities like the nano blade or anything. So right. I feel like I've accidentally finished the game without playing in the game i mean I that can of, happen from time to time especially i like, kind of ended up accidentally ghosting my way through all the missions too which took made, made the game take a lot longer but I, I i felt like i feel like in deus ex it's, it's a good game because a lot of the time the missions you, you the people that you're killing are not bad bad guys right it's like okay we have to go and capture this guy and he's defended by some guys who are just they're in the wrong place at the wrong time so you shouldn't really kill them all and that right. happens again and again and so I, I never really have this desire to just massacre my way through. So I've pretty much only killed like one or two people in the whole right. playthrough by by just not wanting to be killing people that I don't consider to be bad. I, I, I didn't want to go. I don't know. It made me feel like I didn't want to go on some sort of murderous rampage. Sometimes I don't mind going on a bit of a murderous rampage in games, but in Deus Ex, I haven't really wanted to. And as a result, it's made it more, more fun and challenging. And I don't know. I actually... I actually got a kick out of it. I, I think people didn't like the new Deus Ex game particularly. I don't know. I'm, um, I'm just not interested in Deus Ex at all. So I, I know that like people are still like talk about the original being like a masterpiece and stuff. And I, I've never played it. I just never got into it. I just never. Really we never got around it. to it. No. no, but it's 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 one of these games that's quite a classic. I think I, I think tried, we, we suffer from this a little but, bit. Um, by the time I got around to playing it, it was a good few years after it had come out. And I just, it had been surpassed, like in terms of, you know, the way it looked was so god awful at Deus that Ex, point. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's one of the original yeah. sort of Half Life era kind of. Like, have Half-Life you tried to era. play Half Life One again? Have you? Ever well, tried they've remastered that? it so many times now that actually it's not terrible. People have such a such a love and a community around that game, whereas yeah. Deus Ex doesn't have that. You know, Half Life ended up getting basically rebuilt from the ground up yeah. in Source but Engine and all sorts of other like, stuff. Yeah. I, there, you know, there hasn't been a, like a single player like shooter experience like for such a long time that that's Doom that is meant to be very good. No, it's Doom's it's okay. Good. Like I've I've almost finished it. It's okay. Oh, okay. Like it's it's not. It doesn't have any of the moments the Half Life Two had. Like there was yeah. there were some great moments in that where you're just like in a town or on a on the beach on your little Doom buggy and stuff. And the yeah. idea that the enemies are out there, you know, you'll suddenly see the ship coming in. You know, you've been rumbled. And it's like that you you felt like you were part of a resistance movement. I thought it was it was. Oh, Wolfenstein though is very good. But again, yeah, it, it, it's very straightforward. I I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a great game, a great shooter. But it's like an Arnie movie, whereas I feel like Half Life Two felt yeah. more like some kind of independent uh, action movie, which is maybe yeah. a bit more so, thoughtful. So they're talking about making a, a Portal movie. Yeah, did yeah. You hear this? I wow. see. I did I mean, see that. that. That'll be cool because they need to use that Portal franchise more. I think it's such a cool universe. You know, if they're not going to do another game or any other stuff with it, I think a movie is a really awesome thing. Yeah. It almost writes itself. They <laughs> could, yeah. I mean, Glad- GLaDOS could be the only voice in the whole movie and it would be perfectly watchable. Yeah, it would be interesting. Yeah. It would be fine. It seems hard to fuck that up when the Portal universe is so cool. Yeah. It is very cool, yeah. But I, but again, I think they could easily fuck it up as well. Like I think they'd have to be very careful yeah. and get it right and take their time with it, and not not just rush something out, sort of thing. But again, like when when did Portal Two? Fucking that reminds me, Portal Two was amazing, wasn't yeah. it? Fuck, yeah. it was so good. It was such a good game. Like oh, I, I remember just loving every minute of it. It was just it was fantastic. I didn't play like yeah. the multiplayer much. I just loved the single player story. It was yeah, I didn't great. even know it had multiplayer. The multiplayer wasn't you know it was just. Yeah. A bunch of fun, right. fun co-op missions, but the story was where it was. Was, was, was it, I think Johnson the level design and everything, man. and the, yeah. the, just everything about it was so good, uh, and the puzzles were were good, and it just it really felt like a little world was created, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like Wolfenstein was fun, and Doom was fun, but I didn't, I don't feel the same connection to it as a, an almost an adventure with a shooting game like around it i feel that with doom and with wolfenstein it's just a shooting game and i'm just progressing from level to level and it's fun it is a lot of fun but it, it didn't stay with me the way half-life 2 did no i think i think i think, I think, like, I think dishonored well. is yeah. is pretty good it's not quite just, a shooting yeah. game but it's got story it's it's interesting it's good the the way that you play changes the story as well so like if you kill more people or you get found what more often that? and stuff Dishonored. Dishonored. Oh, yeah, yeah. People are very excited for Dishonored too. Actually, they were they were showing it at EGX, and a lot I, of people I, I spoke I, I to. I can't it wait for Dishonored too. Like, I think it'll be pretty good. 
Like I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The, the first oh, yeah. one is excellent. It's really good. I, I think just going back to Paul too. I think I think some of what made it special was that they. It felt like the voice acting was just amazing. You know, having J.K. Simmons do Cave Johnson for me was like one of the biggest parts, and also uh, having Stephen Merchant do yeah. the um, doing the well, Wally the, guy. Yeah, yeah, whatever his name was, Willie, yeah. Willie, Willie, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but but it was <laughs> Cave it was, Johnson. That's so good. Was it Wheatley? Wheatley? Wheatley. Yeah, it was Wheatley. Yeah. It was just such. A, I don't know. There were so many really good bits about it. It just sticks in your mind as this this pinnacle of like. Of, of putting a lot of effort in and a lot of love and attention and just ending up with something that was very very cool yeah I felt like a lot of a lot of people a lot of passion had gone into making this game and, and it came out just sometimes it comes out like such a nice a nice thing everything just must have aligned at Valve you know at the time when they were yeah you know on a high of making games and they had this cool universe and they all just worked together yeah because it must have taken them years to actually make the game like yeah. I remember when it came out and there, there wasn't really much else coming out around that time specifically those couple of weeks where it came out and it wasn't the longest game but i remember it had my full attention yeah i played it from start to finish and i didn't feel like there was something else that was you know eating into my time playing it or anything so i guess it i guess it just goes to show that it is important like when you release a game and stuff yeah definitely steam nowadays there's just shit coming out every day but oh my god have you gone have you gone to the new releases like all new releases, you click that, it is just a list of shit. Absolute shit. It's awful. My God. I just I just can't believe it. So many games that are just never gonna be anything. Yeah. They're never who cares about 99% of these fucking games? It's it's got awful. So I'm looking at I'm looking at popular new releases right now. There's at the very top, it, there's the fall 2016 battle pass for Dota 2. Yeah, that, that'll be a definite purchase, to be fair. <laughs> okay. Um, and then um, under that, we've got Butcher. I've never yeah, heard of it. Yeah, that looked shit. I looked at the trailer, it's got awful. Camp- Campaign Clicker, which is a free-to-play indie casual clicker game. No seem thanks. To be popular. Uh, Rocket League DLC, Triton, uh, which looks like an underwater car. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Mortal Kombat X Combat Pack 2 DLC. Uh, Viking Squad, an action indie adventure beat-em-up game, which is currently 10% off. Um, so you can buy that for £9.89. Never heard of it. Rocksmith 2014 edition oh, remastered. God. Well, hang on. I'm going to bust out that guitar. Uh, uh, we've got Aragami, which is an indie action adventure stealth game. Wow. I, I've never heard of that one either atlas reactor i've heard people talking about this but yeah, i don't know no, what it is that's meant to be good actually okay well that's free to play as well and it's on the popular new release but, it, it, but the Steam. weird thing is um it's is it like, like pokemon no it's like a competitive version no it's like a competitive version it's a, of, oh it's an arena game yeah, right yeah it's but like it's an, turn-based now they're right. saying that it's xcom meets dota which is not true, and I'm not just saying that as a Dota fan. I'm looking at it. It's 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 not anything <laughs> like Dota, like at all. Um, right. So I mean, it, it it looks okay, I guess, but I don't understand why people companies still do this thing where they launch a game and they say, "Welcome to the brand new competitive arena game." And I'm like, stop doing that. Just yeah. bring out a fucking game. Don't pitch it because the moment people see it pitched as it's you a new company, yeah, but you, they're trying to get into a market that's doing the so same thing. hard. Because there's so much flooding though already. Like yeah. the order for a game to rise above this dross, this this sea of messages in bottles, in order for one to get noticed. You have to call your game XCOM meets Dota. No, you don't. Because it needs that snappy soundbite, or else Sips is just going to go down to the next one in the list and say, right, okay, but that's all right, different. crap. X- yeah, X-Com already I've moved along and I'm at War Game Red Dragon Nation Pack Israel. Israel. It is, For it's it a is DLC. difficult. But the to, way you like, said it decipher. made it sound like a, a Tolkien baddie. Israel yeah. <laughs> and his army. Israel. Rising has... in the north. Yeah, Israel. Yeah. You will so turn back it's, it's, time Steam, Steam's Steam. always really interesting though, right? So if you yeah. go to the top sellers, top seller right now is Mafia 3, which isn't even out yet, yeah. but is is hyped up, like up and everybody eh. wants to play the it. The other two were god-awful. It's probably going to be 
No, I like them a lot, actually. Uh, I'm looking forward to Mafia 3. Um, well, you're a huge Mafia fan, though, bear that in mind. I love is it the multiplayer? Mafia. Uh, no, uh, I don't know. The other Mafias weren't, so I'm not sure if this one will be or not. I'm not sure. It's, I think it's more story-driven, sort of GTA style. See, I've never played them. All right. It's amazing, They're quite really, good, actually. Like I, I like them. Um, Civ 6 is on there as well. It's not yeah. even out yet. Do we want to talk about that, Civ 6? I've been playing it. And I've got some. Con- we tried to talk I've, about it last yeah, week, but we got I, distracted got some, by everything. Some else. concerns. You have concerns. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. I think my the primary concern I've got at the moment, from a single player perspective, which is going to be ninety nine percent of how it, the game is played, the AI feels like the same fucking code from three, four, five, and now six. I do not feel like games are addressing the colossal problem that there is with AI. And I honestly think the biggest issue that it has is nobody is writing an AI that takes a guess at what might happen. It comes up with a plan. It doesn't use any of the information that it might be able to surmise from, from you know, things you've done in the past or previous games. Or like, why isn't it taking all the Civ games that are out there and collecting that information anonymously and allowing some central brain to think of ways to win at Civ. How about that? Why not have a fucking computer sat somewhere that just absorbs some simple match data from games that have been played and improves the AI? So in the early days, it ain't going to be great. As we go on, it'll get better, because at the moment, all I see is the same shit. I've, I've, I've played four games of Civ Six now, and the AI is so predictable, and the conversations it has with you, the things it does are super predictable. It cannot fight a war to save its life. It cannot build units when it needs to. It is too fucking predictable. It needs to change, and somebody needs to change it. And by God, it, it could be me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Listen. PFLEX, I think partly the problem you might have is that you have now been involved in some pretty hardcore intensive training on how to get better at Civ. This is about like, you, before... isn't it? This is about no. you. You think you've yoded me. You're, you're not yoder. Before you joined our multiplayer game sessions, you were a fresh-faced young noob and you enjoyed Civ. You know, you weren't, you weren't challenged. You were just going in there, enjoying it, and the AI was challenge enough for you, right? Um, but now... You've tasted real challenge and real competitive sieve, and you you need that. You you've tasted that crack, that hardcore heroin. Maybe you you can't you can't do without it. You know you can't go in there and just walk over someone. You need them to fight back. You need them to challenge you. And I, th- I think that unfortunately, sieve AI is, is never going to be that, and was never that. But why? I, I agree though. We got to understand that we are playing an alpha build and it's only got Prince difficulty. I True. Think the problem... You but know, you know what those we... difficulties are going to do. They're going to give them more food. They're going to give them more culture, more science. But the brain is the same. It's like taking an idiot and putting him in charge of the world. It ain't going to be well run. He's just going to have a load of shit. That's what multiplayer's for, though. You know, you don't play... Unfortunately, AIs are always bad in games. We talked about this a little bit before. Yeah. And there's nothing you could do. I don't, I don't think that's my concern There is the a lot you can do. That's what I'm saying. Machines need time to learn. You cannot code every situation in. But if enough situations occur, the computer can make a decision based on what has happened in previous games. That has to be coded in. That's the only way to solve the AI conundrum, is that you have to get it to learn simply, but it must learn. Otherwise, it becomes predictable. I think the uh, problem we're going to have in Civ is going to be a very different one. I think it's going to be that you there seems to be no limit to how many cities you can settle and no penalty for settling yeah, bad ones. Yeah, I love ones. that. Okay, so you could just slap a crappy city up in the Arctic Circle. You can slap a crappy city down in like a desert. You can slap right. them all over the fucking damn place right. and no one gives a shit. And you can just spread with 10, 20, 30 cities across the world with no penalty. Fantastic. Which in a multiplayer game is going to be very tricky to manage, especially when there's no queue. There's no production yeah, queue. production so queue. What's can't up with that? queue up production. Every turn you have to do... 50 more buildings and we me and Duncan have been really struggling with it because you know you 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 start the game you find yourself you've got a little bit of land you throw some cities down and suddenly you've got six or seven cities that you're trying to manage and it's complicated but but and those cities are also very very weak in me and, and you really have to if if you're going to get attacked and you have a lot of cities those cities are just going to go down and get raised to the ground in seconds or change hands in in no time and your attack has suddenly got all these cities that have changed hands. I think it's going to be... I'm really actually quite excited about the different dynamics of playing these I think games. multiplayer is going to be great. 
I really do. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it a lot. What, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm 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 still stoked about Civ. I think it's definitely a different game, a very different yeah, game. Yeah. It's moved towards more of a game than a simulator. I think Civ Five became a good game with all of the mods, with all the packs, with all the changes, yeah. with 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 no quitters mod. I think it became a, a real competitive, exciting challenge, um, and we understood the meta of that, which basically was that don't have more than you know five cities until the mid game. And then really after that, you only need about six or seven to win. And you don't want any more. You don't want bad ones. You want good ones. Um, you know, if you get, if you capture a city, loathe be to you, you know. But now you can raise a city state to the ground. You can fucking raise anything like you want that. to the ground. I like it. It's good for fighting. Like it's, it's the fighting version of Civ I've been waiting for, goddammit. Did you say I like raisins? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I love raisins. So what about you, Sips? What have you been playing this week? What have you been doing? I have been playing this week uh, a mix of uh, Hearthstone. I've been playing uh, a bit. I started playing um, when the new season started on the first of October, and um, I enjoyed I enjoyed my time laddering with uh, with Secret Hunter deck. I enjoyed that a lot. And then uh, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch, which I just randomly picked up because um, do you know what? I haven't played WoW since last Thursday. Okay, it's been a week. I went over to Bristol for two days. Um, I got back. I didn't play, and I haven't played since. So, like, I, I managed to somehow go away for two days and get out of the habit of playing WoW, and I haven't gone back because I, I just, I don't know why. I, it's one of those things, right? You just do that sometimes with games. Yeah. Uh, like, before I went over to Bristol, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to get back and play more WoW and stuff. And then I got back, and I was just like, nah, I don't really feel like playing WoW. So... I was like, I had like half an hour before I had to go do something else and I just wanted to play something quickly. And so I was like, fuck, I'll just install Overwatch and do a quick game. And then I've just been playing it like a lot ever since. You did uh, the the placement matches, didn't you? you yeah, the... yeah, I did placement matches and it was pretty fun. And then um, I've been streaming it a lot like this week as well, which has been pretty fun. Just playing with like people in the stream and um, losing a lot. We've lost a lot of games. Uh, <laughs> But it's it's been pretty good, you know. Like I've been playing heroes that I I don't always play. Just Did like you place too high then? Is that what you're saying? Did you place I, I a guess bit too so, high? Or? But I mean, where I placed in gold is not like anything to write home about. But yeah, I we just like we can't win. Uh, occasionally we get placed. Um, sorry, we get match made against people who are much better than us and who have been playing a lot more as well like you can you can kind of get an idea of how many hours somebody has spent by like like their their rank i guess sort of thing so like i'm right I'm like rank 56 for example and i've played for like 35 hours um thereabouts but so like i was playing i did my placement matches with shin shin's like almost rank 100 so i guess he's played double the time that i have okay possibly maybe a bit more and we were getting match made against guys who were like level 300 and stuff in oh, some yeah. cases, which shit. is, ins it's insane. Like you know, they have just a lot more experience with the game and they're, they've probably mastered at least a hero or whatever. And we just got shit on. It was crazy. But eh, it's, it's like playing CSGO though. Sometimes it is, that just yeah, happens. I think it? it just happens sometimes and it, it's okay. It, it's, it's pretty fun. Like, uh, I don't know if I love it. But I'm enjoying playing it for now anyway. I, I know that feeling, right, of playing a game like Dota and like Overwatch where you're, or like CSGO, where you've got equal teams and you it means you lose half your games. Yeah, it's um, just the way that, that the game is designed. Is, you will just lose half your games. I think the, the thing with a lot of games nowadays is they drip feed you progress, right? They want to give you a little tiny yeah. little nugget of, oh, I got a... Uh, a gem or oh i got some points so i can get my new cape it's like that's that's it the actual yeah. experience has become very grindy because they've realized that people are very habitual yeah and it reminds me we spoke about it before i'm sure the episode of next gem where they get the 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 thing that they put on and they have to guide a disc into a trumpet and it's sort of a virtual reality game that they play and it gives them a little shot of uh endorphins or whatever it's like that people just like a little drip feed of progress yeah i i i play games which are punishingly hard and where you can lose and lose and lose but you still keep coming back i am a masochist in games i don't know why yeah i i, I get that too like i think sometimes like when you do have a win you know, if you're gonna have a lose streak you can also have a win streak and that's very very satisfying i think that having the highs and the lows are rewarding it makes the highs higher when you know that how bad the lows are sometimes you know when you come away from 
past and thinking, oh, fuck, that was, oh, that was shit. Yeah. I think you get over it pretty much. It doesn't, it doesn't like depress me for the whole day or whatever. But also people do like that. They like the raiding. They like these, they like having to grind against trying to complete something that's difficult. And then, because Simon was saying to me yesterday that he has been playing WoW and he's been what he calls grinding Pearson rep. So Pearson's this guy who has this raid group and he's a guy who used to raid with us for a long time. Yeah. And Simon's been joining all of his crappy raids. Like, he, it, like the heroic, so they did heroic Emerald Nightmare, which is the new raid in WoW. They spent three and a half hours in there. They wiped the whole time. They didn't kill a single boss, but it guarantees that Simon's in Pearson's raid. Yeah, <laughs> for the yeah, 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 for, yeah, yeah. for the normal yeah. run or whatever, you know. So so Simon's going to get to go on that, and and he he quite enjoyed it, even though he actually just spent the whole time wiping. It's 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 a funny thing. I don't think I'd enjoy it. No, I think it's weird. It's like, like you, you just you, said but to me you earlier, seem like the type of person, and Simon seemed like the type of person who could enjoy it because the thing is with this, it's it's very time consuming, and you know when you set up a raid, you have to do it at a specific time on a specific date. And if you have kids and, and a family and shit, you're not yeah. going to be doing that. It's impossible. You just cannot make the raids. You can't be reliable. You're not always going to feel like doing it. If you literally have nothing else to do, hell yeah, I'd be all over it. If yeah. I spent all day waiting for a raid to happen, like nine hours from now, where I literally do nothing leading up to it, fuck yeah, sign me up for a raid. I'll do it for sure. But, like, it's impossible. Like, you have to have a lifestyle that fits with raiding and doing that type of gaming. You know what I mean? Do you know one thing about WoW that I never quite liked was that when you're doing those kind of uh, raids and and all that kind of stuff, there's a moment when you know you're about to wipe. And it's, like, the difference between it's going okay to we've lost this fight is, like, seemed, seemed to me to be extremely quick. And it took, like, one little lapse or one mistake and that was it no no there's no we can't pull this back it's like no we've lost two guys and that's yeah, it yeah. we're down wipe it and try again right. sort I, of thing. I mean yeah. if I, I i play csgo a lot and you can be down a lot of rounds in csgo and there's a you know because you're the enemy team ends up with less money if they lose a couple in a row you can make a comeback and i like that the comeback is what i like in a game the fact that you can be oh, down yeah. and then come back i always felt in wow <laughs> and csgo you could yeah. do that yeah, pretty well yeah they do like they that, do that. and that makes the games exciting exactly. you know you think or even though you're down like 10 to 2 or whatever you still think holy shit you could see it you could think in your head holy shit we could come back from yep. this in a football game if you were down 10 to 2 no fucking way yep. you yeah. know it's basically over i'm going to sit through the rest of the half an hour or whatever and fucking who cares yep. you know we've in, in misery yeah. but but uh, yeah, I, I really like that. That does. I think that's one of the key elements in in why these games are so kind of the good comeback, and popular. Yeah. I, I mean, especially yeah. if like in football, you you have there have been teams that have been down like four goals with like 15, 20 minutes to go, and they do it. I mean, you know, the the uh, European Cup final, Liverpool, AC Milan, Liverpool down three nil at halftime, and they. I mean, they that was a like, real classic. It was incredible. Though. That was a real. That was a rare moment. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah. But and that's did, what makes it, happen, it that but... it's possible. I love that the comeback in. A, any sport or any game coming back from a losing position to win is always the best feeling. I feel like a lot of those grindy games kind of lack that. I think because yeah. they're quick, it's much quicker. If you think about Hearthstone, it's really rare that you you have no board control. You're down yeah, to like, like four health, and the dude doesn't take any yeah, damage. What can you Hearth, really do? Hearthstone is is a perfect example of a game where when when you get too far behind, you're done. That's yeah, it. like you. You're not going to come back. Even with big swing cards, oftentimes there's just nothing you can do. You know, if you've wasted a lot of resources and you haven't been efficient and stuff, you're, you're too far behind. You you won't win the game yeah. sort of thing. But like, yeah, like CSGO, I think uh, Heroes of the Storm, which you, I don't think you've played any of, Flax. Lewis, you've played a bit of. But uh, Heroes of the Storm is a bit lenient with comebacks as well. You can... You can get a good team fight. Uh, you can wipe the other team, and and you can come back and win. Uh, like even if you're really far behind, like it does happen. Right, right. And, and it's like when it does happen, and it happens more often than you think it would. It it feels fucking great. You know, you just you manage to just coordinate perfectly. You know, you kill a couple of the key players. You know, you pick off the stragglers, and then you can easily just push a couple of objectives and and win the game. And like you know, you could be pretty far behind at that point and yeah. still do it sort of thing. I, I'm not unhappy that like uh that there's that there's this shitloads of stuff on Steam, but I feel it's the same thing as the TV thing, you know. I watched like 20 different first episodes of series and I hated, you know, 18 of them. I I, I could check out 
20 new games on Steam and I'll probably hate 18 of them. But do you know what? I, I, I'm not actually hating that experience of checking something new out, trying it out, seeing, seeing if it's like good or bad. You know, just because I didn't like it didn't, doesn't mean that it was necessarily a waste of time. I, I, and then again, I do want my time back from Ghostbusters. That was a fucking garbage <laughs> yeah. movie. I just honestly. like, I, I don't like, there's a couple of series and stuff that I want to watch. Like, um, and, and that I will watch, but because we're going away in like three weeks and we're going to have been saving stuff up long and that's really good. Yeah. I'm just saving shit up that I know I'm going to watch. Like the most recent series of game of Thrones, I, you know, I haven't watched it yet. I've got it saved up. I'm going to watch it on the plane. Luke Cage. I want to watch that as well. Like on Netflix, it's like, just come out. This is like the, the, the spinoff from Jessica Jones or whatever, you know, the guy. Yeah. Um in Jessica Jones. That that looks pretty cool. Like I'll watch I like Jessica Jones, so I'll watch that. So like I've got a couple of like series that I know I want to watch that I'll just save up and watch when I can watch them. But like I could never do that. Like I would never just start watching something and spend like, you know, it has to be like a sure thing for me. Like I have right. to like ha- have it recommended by people and stuff. Like I I can't just try something and 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 watch two episodes and then not watch it cuz like I I'd, I'd feel so Yeah, yeah. sort of like cheated out of my time sort of thing like yeah i don't want to like i don't want to commit to like anything that's just going to be bad you know sorry this podcast has been entirely about media and just the thing movies and games that we're no, playing at the moment. i feel uh, like i feel like that's all i've been doing this week i need to yeah. i need to get out and, and do more i think we've had it, it's been an interesting conversation for me i've enjoyed it anyway yeah the podcast last week was really just kind of us shooting the shit about stuff and sometimes sometimes that will be what you get on this podcast well, you sometimes you that this that. has been all about media but we did have a lengthy conversation about penis sizes we have there's so. 20 minutes at the start about dicks and we solved my I mean, we, solved was, micro- we solved, we solved the micro penis conundrum as well also so. wait we haven't uh there is something hang on a sec oh bodega, bodega park quattro uh. We have, oh, we have shit. Bodega Park Quattro. If you want, Fuck. we don't have to do it this week. It's up to you guys. No, this is, this no, is this the best is, part I for wait me. for this, yeah. All right. It's not as long as last time, so it shouldn't take uh, as long. But it's... Okay. It, okay. I'm, I'm trying to like get better at, at listening to audiobooks. <laughs> I'll okay. slow down. I'll read it more slowly. Okay. Hold up. Hey, hang on. Let me yeah. just... Let me get myself... I just got to adjust like my settings. That's all right. Yeah, no. Don't feel Put the pressure to up. rush through it. Okay. Like, my legs sometimes up on the table. The of... I just, I just don't want to take up too much time. That's all. No, no, no listen, not at all. We have all day. Okay. We have all day. And uh, the art of acting okay. is to, okay. you know, re- enunciate. Right. Be, Are you ready? Be careful. Okay. Enunciate yeah, this gentle. time. Okay. I will. Okay. Good. Bodega. Can we have Ray Winston? No, yeah, I, I can... my voice won't take it. <laughs> okay. Bodega Port Quattro. No, we'll do it normally. Oh, come on. Bodega Park Quattro. Clouds of exhaust fumes, the stench of synth oil mixed with coolant, and the musky funk of a thousand space dock engineers. Bodega choked back the aroma of the Barakian Quanto hub from high up on a gantry. His Gretham shuttle was parked on the roof. Its chameleon stealth field and some fancy flying had made it past the security screens. He rested one hand on his las gun and the other on his groin, which was itching like hell. Damn Spaloopian crotch crabs. A hundred meters below. Not the Spaloopian. Oh, they're the worst. The busy spaceport on the surface of Quanto 4 looked safe enough. Bodega had been scanning the crowds for an hour now, making sure there wasn't an ambush. That business with the smugglers had drawn some weird heat. Fedpol had been all over him like, well, like a case of crotch crabs. He wondered just how high up the remote-controlled vehicle smuggling ring went, but that wasn't his business. What was his business was the stench coming from the toilets on his ship. In orbit, cloaked naturally, its legendary ship, the Disco Volante, waited and, frankly, it reeked. He was pretty sure whatever was causing the noxious stank might even be leaking into space. However badly it ponged, it was still his ship, and at the push of a button on his wrist comp, it would decloak and rocket down to Bodega's position. At the push of another button, the ship would self-destruct, taking anything within a hundred clicks with it. Bodega had to make sure he pushed the right button. He didn't know why he'd put the two buttons next to each other, but these things happen. What are you going to do? Were they like a different color or anything? With the spaceport surveillance complete, (laughs) Bodega gave his crotch one more good scratch before he jetpacked down to the main floor. (laughs) Since he wore no cape, the jetpack worked properly. If he'd been wearing a cape, Scrum knows what would have happened. Once down, he collared a Fedorian engineer and demanded a landing berth for his ship. He called the Disco Volante down from orbit by focusing hard and pressing the correct button. 
The Fedorians were a squat, ugly collection of what Bodega referred to as nerds. They knew everything there was to know about the inner workings of spaceships and computers and nerd shit like that. <laughs> Loathsome as they were, Bodega had no choice. He'd studied grown-up things like how to tear a man's throat out and how to field strip a Viterian squirm beam battle pack, so not useful when it came to fixing a busted mega toilet. The crapper needs some work. Got a stink coming off it worse than a... Uh... Bodega began to explain before the Fedorian interrupted. Its nasal voice cut through Bodega like a las gun through a pack of nerds. Uh, before we even get to the toilets, I really have to question your decision to have only one access door to this vessel. You really should have three. To not even have two is pretty terrible. This thing is already a death trap, and the controls are on the wrong side of the door. They should be on the right, and your gangplank is off angle by about three degrees. Bodega grimaced. Fucking nerds, he thought. <laughs> they entered the ship. <laughs> I, I don't smell anything wrong here, said the Fedorian. It stinks. The toilet. It's broken. Trust me, said Bodega. <laughs> it, it really doesn't, it really doesn't, but okay, said the Fedorian, and he made for the toilets. As he entered the main deck of the Disco Volante, he recoiled in horror, pawing at the vid panels and peering into access shafts. Smell it now, asked Bodega, grinning. No, it's your setup. My God, you have so many things wrong here. Why is your stealth field not firmware upgraded? Look at this wiring, it's like you don't even care. I have no idea why you would get a ship this expensive if you don't even know how to rig the squig indexer correctly. You, you must be losing like 1.5% more fuel every time you deorbit. The Fedorian was actually sniggering. He was standing there aboard the legendary Disco Volante and laughing at it. At Bodega. Bodega's face hardened. Are you shitting on my ship? He asked giving the Fedorian one last chance to climb down from the precipice of a really bad time. The ship is a good one, but it's the owner! My groggle, you have absolutely no idea what you're doing here, do you? This thing is suboptimal! It actually makes me want to put my head in my hands and maybe make a big post about it in the Fedorian engineering forums! <laughs> <laughs> the engineer prattled on, not noticing Bodega unholstering his famous las gun and aiming it squarely at the Fedorian's head. Pard, you just cussed your planet a spaceport, said Bodega. As the Disco Volante sped into orbit, the Gretham following an autopilot behind, the explosions from the Barakian Quanto hub could be seen for miles around. Lasgun scorching, torpedo blasts, and even some dents from a fist would be found by investigators in the weeks to come. Bodega from found the vault with the toilet anyway. He'd been drunk on bum pincher ale and had just forgotten to flush away a particularly unpleasant crap from the previous night. <laughs> As his ship entered orbit, he flushed. The ship ejected the toxic poop, which tumbled back down to the planet's surface with a hearty plop. A final reminder for the people of this world, don't fuck with Bodega. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay oh, i like the crap in here. <laughs> i need i think uh, wow yeah, that well, was a good I think, one okay do you want my do you want my storytelling ad adjunct to the it, end i think i think what you needed to do was grab the uh the whatever is the flav by the scruff of his neck the nerd sorry by the scruff of his neck and get his head down there Fucking get it in the toilet. What, what did you say to yeah. Sips? What did you say to Sips last week? What did I say to Sips? He tried to correct me and say what you should have done, and you said you can't tell Pyrian what to do. He's an artist. Oh, shit. Yeah, you can't. You yeah, can't yeah. tell. I'm oh, sorry. P You're going to jinx it now. Now he's going to be second guessing himself, and it's not going to be as good. Come on, it was like Lewis. it was set up. Maybe, maybe that's the point, though. Maybe that's what. Maybe you didn't do what we were predicting. You could have given him like a spalupium. Nuclear wedgie Listen, as well. Guys, what's un what's <laughs> what's unwritten as is, is as important as what is written. All we know That's is true. he fucked shit up. He could have done he all those things. He fucked shit up. Yeah, he did this time. He That's did true. do all those things. And that's the, that's the beautiful thing. Because you didn't cover it, we can, in Imagine. our heads, fill yeah. in the gap. I'm, I'm not telling you how to do anything, though, Pyrian. I'm not no, saying, I'm not, I'm not recommending anything to you or that's whatever. Fine. But I'm looking for... I'm looking for a couple of extra dimensions in Bodega. Like I want like a wedgies. bit of, of character uh, development. Because so can far... Can you give more characters wedgies? He seems to turn up and he seems to fuck shit up. And then he just seems to put on his sunglasses and leave. With shit exploding right? behind him. Yeah, you got him. a problem with that? No, I don't at all. But but maybe one day, I'm hoping... You okay, want to know more I, about the man behind the myth, is yeah, what you're saying. And, you know, I want to I realize at some point that, you know what? This guy isn't perfect. You know, sometimes... 
He just killed a guy for insulting his ship. Yeah, I guess he did forget. I guess he. I guess he did forget to flush the toilet. Yeah, and his ship isn't even very well designed and laid out. And you know, as the engineer pointed out, there's a lot wrong with it. So Bodega is not a superhuman in all aspects. He's just a killer. Honestly, I can sympathise. That nerd was posting on all those fucking forums, just whining about. Can you imagine? (laughs) I would be super mad. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where the inspiration for this one came from, but it it felt very natural. (laughs) Yeah, it seemed like out of nowhere for me as well. I think it's very cathartic to just think about all those people who say things on internet forums and just, you know. Just blow up their their shit and just you know stick them yeah. out, give stick them out the airlock with a load of give them a wedgie, bad bad shit. Flush their head down the toilet. But and I, stuff I, I and will uh, I, I will I will take on board the idea that perhaps we need to know a bit more about Bodega. Maybe Lewis can do Bodega Origins. There are there are know? like a dozen Bodega Origins stories out Before there. Before Bodega even makes it into space, you know, I would love like, to see Lewis. He grew up on a yeah. farm. On Quadvar Five in the Starlupian galaxy, I would love to see Lewis write next week's Bodega. Nothing would give me more pleasure. I don't know if he's I will, up. For I, will, it. I I can't make any promises. I have so much to do. But I, if busy. I if I find myself with half an hour, I'll slap I'll slap some okay. some I, of my I'll thoughts write onto paper. A fifth, uh, a Bodega part. Sink, I'll, have to check it, I'll have to check it case. with you first because I don't want to break the canon. You know, you guys, you've worked hard on, yeah. on establishing Bodega, <laughs> the, the rules of the Bodega stuff. universe. He <laughs> just kills stuff. So if that doesn't happen in yours, Lewis, you know you've done something wrong. The cannon is mounted on the ship yeah, exactly. and it shoots stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Just come up with good that's, names for shit. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's where this series really excels, the naming <laughs> of things. <laughs> the Flavs, Balupians. The Balupians. Yeah. They are my favorite. Oh man! So, yeah, holy shit! Well, that was the Trifles podcast for this week. It was it was a, a different one. No, um, it wasn't actually at all different, Lewis. Yeah, I think this you're was just classic, like oh, looking classic, into it. Yeah, this honestly. is pretty much how it goes every week. Yeah, we talk okay. about dicks for a while or shit or something like that, and then we move on and we talk about other stuff that we may or may not know anything about. And then, and then video games with a bodega, and then bodega. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's falling into a nice formula. It's nice. That's for sure. Yeah, I enjoy it. This is my favorite thing to do every week, bar none. I really enjoy doing this podcast. Yeah, it's great. I hope you guys feel the same. I love it too, man. It's my favorite. Thank you for listening. Yeah, Thanks. We'll, be, we'll be back next week. We'll be hopefully. back next time. Um, hopefully you're not uh, eating right now um, or we're, we're not eating at the start when we were talking about micro penises because that's not enough for a full meal. Or if it you were eating you a giant <laughs> hot dog or something like that, just to yeah. give you some perspective. If you were just eating a raw cucumber, a really huge cucumber, while that conversation was taking place, good for you. Well done. You've done it. You're the best. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Anyway. Bye. <laughs> right, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.